Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Thursday, May 6th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include the debate about returning to the office, the latest on compliance and risk, and my interview with Roger Hull and Ray Jenga on the technological leaps made when developing the industry's first truly single-platform origination solution. Today's podcast is sponsored by Origins. Origins provides integrated origination technology solutions that transform the lending experience. Their end-to-end digital mortgage platform covers the entire lending lifecycle, from application to closing, giving mortgage lenders the ability to replace their POS, LOS, and CRM stack with a single modern platform. Or use the modular capabilities of the platform to integrate Origins anywhere in your tech stack, wherever you need to make the biggest impact on your lending. With origination, processing, underwriting, closing, funding, and delivery under one innovative platform, lenders can achieve big results in less time and at a lower cost with Origins. While the market is digesting Rocket's earnings, the shares are down in pre-market trading, remember when, in March 2020, it was as if someone flipped a switch and suddenly everyone was working from home? Now, however, owners and managers of lenders and vendors across the nation are debating allowing employees to continue working from home requesting everyone come back into the office or some type of hybrid. Goldman Sachs, for one, has told U.S. employees to return to the office by mid-June and U.K. workers to return shortly thereafter. An internal memo said, quote, We know from experience that our culture of collaboration, innovation, and apprenticeship thrives when our people come together, end quote. Google expects 20% of workers back in the office with 60% in a hybrid model. Meanwhile, a segment of workers has been reminded of the YOLO lifestyle. You only live once. In the beginning of seeing a post-pandemic world, whenever that will be, is already starting to cause people, especially millennials, to question their current job, location, lifestyle. Like, what am I doing podcasting? Many millennials are either quitting their job or keen to quit in search of something else, leading to staffing headaches for some managers. There have been some fraudulent mortgage payoff communications of late. Westcore Land Title Insurance Company noted two for Senlar payoffs and Mr. Cooper, formerly NationStar, payoffs. Senlar sent, quote, We have been advised that fraudulent payoff letters for Senlar mortgages are being circulated. If you encounter any, we suggest confirming the information by utilizing an independent phone number, not the one provided on the payoff letter, end quote. And Mr. Cooper warned, quote, We have been advised of a scheme involving ostensible payoff statements for Mr. Cooper, whereby the demand provides a wire account number that is one digit off from the actual account number used for Mr. Cooper. The phone number is different as well. Please note that the fraudulent letters are identical in format and font to legitimate Mr. Cooper payoff letters, end quote. In times of high volume, like we are experiencing these days, agents are cautioned to be sensitive to fraudulent or deceptive practices, such as what I just mentioned. Be vigilant to unusual communications that appear out of the ordinary, even just slightly different from those to which you are accustomed. And do not hesitate to report any clear fraudulent activities to your underwriter. Welcoming back, Roger Hull, Chief Product Officer, and Ray Jenga, Chief Technology Officer for Origins. Roger and Ray, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Hey, pleasure, Robbie. Pleasure, Robbie. Thank you. As I understand, the Origins mortgage platform is entirely new, built from top to bottom. It's, it's one of the few end-to-end origination systems actually developed in the post-iPhone era. When laying out the original vision of the platform, what exactly was the goal? What were, what were the must-haves for it? Well, really, the goal was to successfully leverage uh, innovative technology applications to materially improve origination performance. Specifically, we thought we could really have an impact on reducing how long the origination process takes 
how much it costs, uh, potential to really improve the pull through from lead to applicant to funded loan to improve the borrower experience. And to do that, we felt a lot of the must-haves were really a singular platform that could serve as a system of record, not only for documents, but data and the events throughout the mortgage transaction. So we really designed that platform from the ground up around today's kind of prevailing business process models with kind of an eye towards tomorrow. And and to that end, we really conceived essentially four different major component pieces where you could interact with the process. A consumer portal really designed to enable a, a potential borrower to autonomously originate themselves if they desire or seek assistance through live chat or uh, co-browse through any part of the process. And then really a sales or originator portal really designed for the loan officer or any mortgage consultant who is facing towards the customer to cultivate and manage leads, convert leads into prospects, prospects to applicants with a suite of customer engagement capabilities in full support for loan shopping, application, and post-application experience. Additionally, we added bi-directional web messaging between the consumer portal and our sales portal. And then kind of on the back-end side, the fulfillment portal that really supports all the other key business processes, such as uh, processing, underwriting, closing, funding, and shipping. And then a digital partner network that really creates a platform to uh, interact with all the ecosystem of third-party providers and really something that would transcend the previous generation of third-party provider exchanges in innovative ways to really bring you know, that into the mix in a much more uh, connected fashion. And then lastly, probably the most important is to make this whole combination of uh, portals uh, work across the platform is really a set of core platform services that effectively serves as an origination operating system or essentially the brains that seamlessly delivers any of these services or automation across all of the portals of the platform into other key transaction participants throughout our digital partner network. And all of this has been designed and built to apply innovative approaches and automation to solve these longstanding industry challenges of a a process that takes too long. And, you know, originator productivity that is is too low for what it could and should be. And the ability to really decrease uh, the cost of origination, increase pull through and customer satisfaction. That all sounds great, but could you give listeners a peek under the technology hood of the platform? We started from the ground up by, you know, really developing a, a digital platform. Now we hear that a lot. But oftentimes, it, it really ha- they haven't really digitized everything, which is really essential to applying that level of automation. So I talked a little bit about our digital partner network. And a lot of the previous exchanges focused primarily on a very deep array of third-party providers connected to it. We really focused on getting large national providers that could deliver a dual payload. In other words, they could deliver both the documents like appraisal, flood report, title, credit report, what have you, verification of income, et cetera. But they can deliver it both as documents and machine-readable data. And then next, we applied OCR and machine learning capabilities to extract and transform the data that we couldn't get as, as da- or out of the data documents that we couldn't get as data right from the uh, uh, integration. And then finally, we leveraged an automatic way of ingesting all that extracted data into the platform to reduce cost and cycle time. 
but that's that's really a minor part of the story. I mean, it, it's foundational. You have to do that. But there's really no sense in converting everything to digital if you're not going to do anything really interesting with it. So we to start with, we implemented event-driven architecture to serve as a method to apply significant automation to the process, just using system events as a trigger for an action. And we developed a robust event model and then configure, configured act, automated actions to, uh, to those event triggers, such as when a borrower is completing a loan application, behind the scenes, the system is automatically establishing the appropriate underwriting conditions for that specific loan in the loan program chosen, given the client's or lender's uh, underwriting policy. It then completes that task, and that's an event in and of itself, and then takes the next action of establishing the documents and data that is required to clear those conditions. And then it follows that up by determining who, who should it get those uh, particular documents or data from and requests or orders it from the appropriate loan participant, either the borrower or third-party provider. All this is going on in the background while the uh, borrower is completing the loan application. Then when the document or data is received, it's automatically checked in. Messages and alerts are created for everyone that needs to be notified. Then the system determines what the next steps in that process needs to be and dynamically generates a task or another request for document and data. We also have a set of tools such as clocks and timers to trigger actions. So if a borrower started an application, hasn't completed it, there's been no progress for a prescribed period of time that the clock is measuring, the system can trigger a customer engagement communication with all the appropriate call to action to stimulate borrower progress through that process. And then finally, to enable lenders to be more agile to, and really to kind of control their own destiny, we provide a process orchestration uh, builder that enables clients to drag and drop process automation, events and actions, to create curated processes without the need for code. So essentially enabling uh, clients to connect events to actions when they want to see an action taken given a certain event during the course of the transaction. What I just described usually is a, a set of manual tasks and the delay, uh, inherent delays with it that are some of the root cause of how long it takes uh, to originate a loan, how much it costs, and really uh, kind of stifles a good customer experience. It sounds great in a certain environment, but how does it actually translate into real-world capabilities that lenders will now have available to them if they use the platform? Yeah, no, great question. Well, I think, as you can probably imagine, it takes a lot of the mundane tasks out in the delays, such as you know when you would need to identify what uh, third-party product needs to be ordered or when you need something from a borrower. So it, it really both shortens the cycle time and then enables the uh, lender and, and lender personnel to free up their time for more work with the customer or more work ensuring that that loan gets closed more promptly and more effectively. Makes sense. So one of the questions lenders face when looking at evaluating the origination system is whether to rip out and replace or build and buy? What's your advice to a lender who's weighing those decisions? It's a really good question. I've had the benefit of looking at this for probably the greater part of the last 25, 30 years. And a rip out and replace, you know, can be highly rewarding, but it's also got high risk with it. Um, unfortunately, the, the other alternative also has some challenges, which would be to incrementally implement. So in other words, we've seen over the last probably five to 10 years, the advent of the 
POS um, as a means to really provide a good customer experience and to give a platform for loan officers to really have the suite of tools they need to do their job outside of just the traditional LOS. But unfortunately, the, the POS LOS combination has its own set of challenges. So, you know, the interaction, the interoperability between those two often still leaves a lot to be desired. So I think the, the real pathway through that is um, incremental adoption with the target being one unified platform. So in other words, potentially implementing the consumer portal uh, or borrower portal, digital channel, whatever you prefer to call it first, it would still need to be integrated with your existing legacy platform. Then to add the next piece, which in our case would be a sales portal to kind of complete the POS. And then finally the back end, the fulfillment platform. And you can do that in either combination, but with the goal being, you're going to end up with one unified platform, one system of record that can really provide a, a, a a great experience both for your team and for the borrower. Now on the build side, history has just shown us that that is an endeavor that can cost hundreds of millions of dollars, take you know anywhere from five to eight years with a significant risk of failure. And so I think most people have opted for um, a commercial uh, origination platform. It's just, you know, there are choices and you have to have a game plan of, you know, what do you want to achieve and, and what platforms most likely going to have the capabilities to get you there both today and tomorrow. And so Ray, as a chief technology officer at a company that prides itself on being at the forefront of innovation, how do you stay on top of that without getting complacent? How, how are you figuring out what's next, constantly pushing the envelope? You know, over the last 20 years, we have seen a lot of technological advances and architectural trends. Some of the key factors in providing a platform that enables a sustainable competitive advantage are start with a tech stack, first of all, right? That is robust today and is going to continue to evolve. We primarily chose Microsoft and Azure for cloud services. Next, implement a robust, venerable architecture like service-oriented architecture or SOA and model view controller or MVC which have been the dominant architecture for over 20 years. You have to continually invest in evolving the tech stack and the architecture to stay leading edge and avoid technological obsolescence. We have implemented Cosmos, a NoSQL database to work in tandem with SQL Server. We are implementing Angular widgets on the front end and microservices where appropriate. Additionally, we have developed over 500 APIs to enable and facilitate componentization and modularity throughout the platform that provides high performance, scalability, and continue to gracefully evolve over time. Lastly, we have really made a lot of investment in proprietary frameworks and architecture that drive automation and enables lenders to control the experience and and process across the platform. And uh, also adding artificial intelligence and AI. And the key to that is collecting a lot of data throughout your process so that you can leverage the data to improve and automate a lot of the decisioning uh, going forward. So whether it's data collection or AI, how do you see mortgage companies becoming more efficient over the next several years here? Where are the actual gains that are going to be made? You know, I think it's not as much about the technology uh, that will 
determine how quickly advancement is made in that. It is going to be the adoption by the lenders and the confidence, right? And that's why the data is key. It has to be, you have to have the right data to make the right decisions, whether it is a human or a machine that is using the intelligence to make that decision. I like that. The right data to make the right decisions. Well, guys, thank you very much for coming on and talking to me today. Rob, always our pleasure. Thank you, Robert. It was a pleasure. Another snoozer of a day in the bond market yesterday, which was all the more peculiar given potential market moving news. That included Secretary Yellen walking back comments regarding her need for higher rates. And the ISM non-manufacturing survey for April dipping from a record high, but still expanding for the 11th straight month. The report did make several references to capacity constraints and material shortages. This did not stop Chicago Fed President Evans from downplaying concerns about inflation during remarks he made on the day. The lack of movement in the market suggests investors are holding out for the April payrolls report tomorrow, where expectations are for about 940,000 jobs added over the month. Today's economic calendar sees a raft of job-related releases, including job cuts for April from Challenger Gray and Christmas, weekly jobless claims, and preliminary Q1 productivity and unit labor costs. Later this morning brings Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey and a heavy dose of Fed speakers, including New York's Williams, Dallas's Kaplan, Atlanta's Bostitch, and Cleveland's Mester. The desk of the New York Fed will conduct three operations with one in each class and totaling up to $6.8 billion. We begin National Tequila Hangover Day with agency MBS prices a shade up better and the 10-year yielding 1.57% after closing yesterday at 1.58%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. If you're not supposed to eat at night, why is there a light bulb in the refrigerator? <laughs> Thanks again to Origins. With the Origins Mortgage Platform, you can offer your borrowers and loan officers a truly modern mortgage lending experience. Discover the mortgage platform designed to evolve and scale with a rapidly changing lending landscape. Visit Origins.com today. That's O-R-I-G-E-N-C-E dot com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.